Grace, mercy, and peace are yours from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today we're going to conclude a sermon series that we began at the beginning, the start of Lent, the series that we entitled One in 30,000. This series has helped us explore why that one crucifixion of Jesus stood out among so many others and why it's so special for us as well. We'll do it on the basis of these words from Luke chapter 23, verse 46, Jesus' final words from the cross. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. I'm not sure what the fascination is with famous last words, but throughout history, people's last words have been recorded. Maybe it's simply that people who are looking for something, some sort of meaning in a person dying, want their last words to bring some revelation or some sort of encouragement for their lives. Let me share a couple of those last words, famous last words with you. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, who saw plenty of excitement during his lifetime, said this right before he died, I'm so bored with it all. Or think of these famous last words of Nathan Hale, a revolutionary war spy, when he said, I only regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. What a patriot. Even Martin Luther has some famous last words. As he was on his deathbed, a friend asked him if he was prepared to die standing on all of the things that he had taught from the word of God. Luther's final words, we are beggars. This is true. Maybe it's easy for us to say that the most famous last words of all are the last words of Jesus, because they are recorded in the living and enduring scriptures. Jesus simply said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. As we look a little bit more closely at those words of Jesus and see how they separated Jesus and his crucifixion from all the others, we'll see Jesus' last words in their context and then marvel at the fact that Jesus' last words can be our last words. Yes, Jesus is nearing the ending of his life as he speaks these final words. In the next few seconds, he gave up his life. For six hours now, he's been hanging on the cross, the last three in complete darkness because the sun simply stopped shining. And yet throughout the entire crucifixion, with everything that Jesus said, do you get the sense that he was still in control? That nothing happened to Jesus apart from him allowing it to happen? Even the challenge, if you're the Christ, save yourself. Certainly Jesus could have done, but he stayed on that cross for you and for me. Think of where we've been in this 1 in 30,000 series and how Jesus' crucifixion is so different. We watched as Jesus prayed for the people who executed him. We saw Jesus make a promise to the thief hanging next to him that today he would be with him in paradise. We saw Jesus lovingly take care of his own mother. We saw Jesus fulfill prophecy by taking a drink. And we saw Jesus say that his payment for sin is complete when he said from the cross, it is finished. Now Jesus cries out. He cries out in a loud voice, his last words, those final things that he had to say, into your hands I commit my spirit. 
Jesus simply placed his soul in the hands of his heavenly Father. This is one more proof for us that everything that Jesus came to do, the mission that he came to this earth to fulfill, the will of the Heavenly Father that he came to carry out, was nearing its completion. We know why Jesus was on that cross. He went to that cross wrapped in the sins of the entire world, in your sins and in mine. And on that cross, he suffered not just the pain of nails and a crown of thorns, but the very pain and agony of hell when he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yet Jesus, once more, still in control, is the one who decides when it's time for his life to end. He places his soul in the hands of the Heavenly Father, knowing that what he came to do was now complete. The payment for sins had been made. And then something amazing happened. The text simply tells us that Jesus breathed his last. God died. In the person of Jesus, the Almighty, the Eternal, the Eternal God, he died. I know that's difficult for us to comprehend, impossible for us to comprehend, and, and yet there's a part of it that we certainly get, don't we? We know what death is all about. I suppose you could say we live in a Good Friday world. The events of the last month with the coronavirus have once again proven that there is going to be grief and sadness and sorrow and disease in this life. Pain is going to be a frequent visitor to our lives in this world. And yes, there will be a day that is coming for all of us when we will breathe our last, when death will come to us. We know the cause of death too, don't we? We can go all the way back to the Garden of Eden and God saying to Adam and Eve about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, if you eat of it, you will surely die. The Apostle Paul says it this way in Romans chapter 6, the wages of sin is death. But we know the solution too, don't we? We know that God promised a seed, a seed of a woman who would crush Satan's head. We know how Romans 6.23 continues, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the one whose death counts. That was the payment that our sins needed. And we know something else too, don't we? We know that Jesus' death on Good Friday is not the end. We are blessed to know the rest of the story. Sure, we could say that we live in a Good Friday world with pain and sorrow and sickness and disease and death all around us, but we bask in the glow of the Easter Sunday miracle, don't we? We know that Jesus leaves his tomb empty. We know that Jesus lives. And because Jesus vacated his own grave, we know in Jesus' own words and are assured by Jesus' promise that we too will rise from our graves to live with him forever. Jesus could say the final words that he said, knowing that everything was now complete, that he had carried out fully the will of his heavenly Father. Into your hands I commit my spirit. What a blessing for you and me to be able to say those exact same words. As the end of our life comes, as we think about our lives in this world, we simply put them in the hands of our heavenly Father. Into your hands we commit our souls and our spirits, knowing, Lord, that 
Jesus' victory for us is an eternal victory with you. It's Jesus' death and resurrection, that victory that Jesus accomplished, that allows us to say with King David in Psalm 31, my times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies, from those who pursue me. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your unfailing love. Yes, our times are in the hands of our Heavenly Father. No matter what comes in this life, what disease, what troubles, what trials, what problems, what pain, what sorrow, even death we face, we know God's unfailing love. His unfailing love for us in Jesus will save us. Please take away these couple of things from our Good Friday devotion today. First of all, number one, Jesus' final words show that he was carrying out God's will to the very end of his life. He was in control. Nothing happened to Jesus apart from his desire to carry out the plan of his heavenly Father to save. And then secondly, Jesus put his soul in God's hands, and therefore our souls are in God's hands too. Yes, our times are in God's hands. He knows exactly what's happening to us. No matter what we face in this life, our place in heaven is secured for us by Jesus. Maybe you saw the other day the same thing that I did, that there is a comeback for the game show Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, a reboot that's going to happen on the 20th anniversary of that show. It took me back a little bit, all the way back to those first shows, the craze of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, when the host, Regis Philbin, had that tagline, that, that, that question that he asked every contestant after they offered their answer to a question. Is that your final answer, Regis would say. Maybe death seems final. And on this Good Friday, Jesus also died. But we know that his death was not final. It was not the final answer. Death did not have the final word over Jesus. Because in a couple of days, we'll celebrate. We'll celebrate an empty tomb. That means that Jesus was victorious over sin. It's why Jesus could say, into your hands I commit my spirit. And it's why we can say the exact same thing, because Jesus' victory is ours. We pray with Jesus, Heavenly Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.